This podcast is brought to you by MyPillow.com and its revolutionary new product, MyPillow 2.0. Go to Mike Lindell's website, MyPillow.com, and order the new MyPillow 2.0 and get two pillows for one when you use the promo code Navarro. Again, use the promo code Navarro. That's N-A-V-A-R-R-O. That's MyPillow.com. Use that promo code Navarro. Now, here's former Trump manufacturing czar Peter Navarro with his Taking Back Trump's America podcast and Substack. Severe bear market warning plus enroll now in strategic macroeconomics. Hi, Peter Navarro here. And in this special episode of the Taking Back Trump's America podcast, I'm going to provide a weekend financial market wrap within the broader context of an exciting announcement of the inaugural online economics course offered on Steve Bannon's War Room Show and Podcast. By way of background, I taught applied macroeconomics to MBA students at the University of California, Irvine, for the better part of 25 years. And in the course of my career, I developed what is arguably the most sophisticated but easy-to-understand strategic macroeconomics course available on the market today. My expertise in teaching has always been to keep things as simple as possible without dumbing them down. And that is what I've done in my course, Strategic Macroeconomics for Business and Investing. This course is now available on the Udemy online teaching platform and offered now at a discount to followers of this podcast and members of the War Room Posse. And taking this online course should help you better navigate the treacherous shoals of these stagflationary times. Now, let's get to the market wrap, and it's not a particularly pretty picture. Right now, we very much have a stock market and bond market trying to decide whether there is going to be recession and or inflation, that is, stagflation, and whether the Federal Reserve, Congress, and the White House are going to adopt appropriate policies to combat these problems, as well as the bank crisis, which has been thrown on top of this. The current disease in the stock market can be summarized with this simple observation, and it's the kind of thing that I teach in my macro course. In normal times, stock prices reflect an expectation of a future stream of earnings. So, if investors expect robust economic growth and associated stronger earnings, These are the conditions for a bull market, and stock prices will rise. On the other hand, if investors expect recession and slower growth in corporate earnings, it's a bear market, and stock prices will be falling. The problem in this particular stock market, however, is that this standard principle is not operative. Instead, any perceived bullish moves upward are not really bullish at all. Rather, they reflect two kinds of movements. First, every time investors think that the Federal Reserve is going to ease up on its interest rate hikes, investors move a little bit of cash out of their bond portfolios and into their stock market portfolios as part of an asset allocation strategy. And this drives stock prices up. But these kinds of asset allocation transfers are not healthy bullish moves, but rather the perverse outcome of this asset allocation strategy, whereby money is simply moving between stocks and bonds. Second, the kind of seemingly bullish moves that we are witnessing now 
after the bank crisis has started are simply bear trap feints. They are the result of an expectation of massive amounts of additional money creation about to flow through the system. To put this all another way, anything that looks like a bullish stock market these days is a mirage. The reality is that the stock market is like in for another sustained bearish move down over the next three to six and possibly 12 months, simply because inflation is going to erode the real value of corporate earnings and, by the rule I explained above, investors are going to have an expectation of lower real earnings and therefore pull money out of equities. So, look out below. The last dynamic I want to explain is what the bank crisis has done to the monetary policy war on inflation. And here's another key economic principle I want you to master. The money creation process occurs through the expansion of bank reserves via the Federal Reserve. By shrinking these reserves, this bank crisis has effectively acted as contractionary monetary policy. In some sense, I have buried the lead on this because right now the bank crisis, which has already spread to Europe, is indeed the equivalent of a contractionary monetary policy shock to the U.S. and global banking systems. The nature of this recessionary shock is twofold. First, banks are simply becoming far more cautious in their lending practices with the reserves they have, thereby tightening credit. But second, depositors' cash is also hemorrhaging from the system. Bank withdrawals are hitting records. Of course, fewer deposits lower the overall amount that banks can lend, further tightening credit. The practical result of this has been to stop both the Federal Reserve and the European Central Bank in their tracks when it comes to the war on inflation through rate hikes. Instead, here in the United States, the Federal Reserve, in collaboration with the Biden White House, has quickly implemented an unprecedented bailout, not just to banks in distress, but the entire banking system. I have discussed the details of this bailout in an earlier podcast in Substack, but the essence of it has been to move many of the distressed bonds in the U.S. banking system onto the Fed balance sheet. And the practical result has been a massive expansion of reserves now working as a counterweight to the bank credit crunch, but also working at cross-purposes with the Fed's rate hike policy. The bottom line, monetary policy is now frozen and the financial markets are not sure what the net effect of the whole thing is going to be, contractionary or expansionary. Inflation has reached a tipping point at the same time that the Federal Reserve's war on inflation has effectively ended. And we out here in Magaland the black, brown, and blue-collar Americans and middle-class families who are the bedrock of Donald Trump's support are going to bear the burden of all of this. So stay tuned. The best thing I can tell you now is to arm yourself with improved economic and financial market literacy, which I'm trying to help you with in my new Strategic Macroeconomics for Business and Investing online course. Peter Navarro, out. Hey, Pixie, why the long face? I just got my latest IRA statement, and I'm down again. It's certainly not like the Trump years. What the heck is going on? It's simple, Pix. Joe Biden's rampant inflation is going on. 
So what should I do, Peter? Well, Pixie, I'm an economist, not a financial advisor, so I can't really give you any investment advice. But as an economist, I can tell you that many investors hedge their inflation risk by having some gold in their portfolios. So what are you telling me, Peter? I should head down to the nearest jewelry store and stock up on rings and necklaces? <laughs> Not exactly, Pixie. But one option to consider is Beverly Hills Precious Metals. They do one thing and one thing alone, and they've been doing it for more than 30 years. They buy and sell gold, silver, and rare coins to help folks like you protect your wealth against inflation. And best of all, they are pure MAGA. Now that sounds very interesting. How can I get in touch with Beverly Hills Precious Metals? Easy peasy, Pixie. Just go online to bh-pm.com and schedule a free consultation. That's bh-pm.com. And when they ask you how you heard about Beverly Hills Precious Metals, just tell them Peter Navarro and you'll get the Royal MAGA treatment. Wow, that sounds like a great plan, Peter. Let me see if I got that website right. It's bh-pm.com, right? That's right, Pixie. And don't worry, there's no pressure on their end. Beverly Hills Precious Metals is there simply to help you protect your wealth. Thanks, Peter. And I'll be sure to tell them Dr. Navarro sent me. Look around, but tell me what you see Every day, more people in the street Too bad, they sent our jobs away In China, they're not workers, they're just slaves People wait it's a world of trade and greed And the CEOs get richer And our jobs all move offshore Oh, 